Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. I'm Tracy from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. Planning your next trip? Choice Hotels family of 22 brands has over 7,400 locations and the perfect hotel for any traveler you want to be. Like a Cambria Hotel serving up locally inspired craft cocktails for all my folks who maybe want to meet up and talk about Mad Royals. Check into a Radisson Hotel with flexible workspaces for you strivers who listen during business travel. Or a Comfort Hotel with free hot breakfast, family-friendly pools, and big spacious rooms for the parents who listen with their kids and need a little retreat. What are you waiting for? Join Choice Privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any you when you book direct at choicehotels.com, where travels come true. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and happy Friday. I'm Holly Fry. And I'm Tracy V. Wilson. So we talked about the Red Path murders for Halloween. Uh-huh. This is an interesting one because it really becomes so much more about like the psychology of a family and what was going on there. And also is a good example of how when information is withheld, people just make up their own versions of a story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really feels like a bunch of wealthy people kind of closed ranks. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, so that we'll never really know. I mean, I, I presume if they did that, it was out of some embarrassment or desire to, you know, yeah, hide what was really going on. It's interesting because, um, of course, Amy is kind of the linchpin in the whole thing and how it got presented publicly. And her diaries have a lot of information about her day-to-day doings, but she really doesn't include personal reflections in them. So we don't have a great sense of, like, her personal thoughts on any of it. If she did write any such things, they are gone. She does seem to have been very invested in making sure that Cliff's name was in good standing going forward. Like, Mm -hmm. part of what she did with the family money was establish a library fund at McGill in her brother's, Peter's and Cliff's name that was quite substantial. She did not do the same for her mother. 
She, <laughs> she also had the gates that you would go through when you enter McGill University. She had built, those are dedicated to her husband, um, Dr. Roddick, after he had passed. But there is also this whole thing that some historians have read into Amy's story or interpreted Amy's story to speculate about the possibility that she may have actually been, whether or not in a rom- in a relationship or not, but romantically fixated on Rose Swallow, who worked in the home. Mm-hmm. She did make some very uh, unique and special arrangements for Rose in her will. It was one of those things where it was like... A woman like Rose, it seemed weird for her to stay in the position she stayed in as long as she did. It wasn't really, like, growth. There was a, uh, she, the two of them traveled together a lot, so there's been speculation that they may have been a couple, or they may have just been best friends. We don't know. But again, it's one of those things that, like, because all real information has been shut down, and granted, that's the kind of thing that would have been the case anyway, right? Right. For for the early 1900s, it's not like she would go, and I'm in love with our maid. Um, Nobody was going to say that, right? But it's it's yet another piece of this puzzle where people are like, what was going on in that house? They surely didn't want anybody to know. And the other thing that makes this tricky, and it, it came up in some of the research I was reading, was that because of the family's reticence to speak, what we really have are those fast and furious news reports that were coming out. And that's it. And so you kind of have to sift through them and do like a pattern recognition practice and be like, okay, well, they all do say this in the immediate aftermath. So it seems like that might be accurate. They don't all agree on this. So we have to discount that across the board. Like there, it becomes very, very hard to actually make any sort of cogent (laughs) uh, picture out of what's going on. I'm forever, forever fascinated. Uh, We said we were going to talk about the house, and here is why. Yeah. There is another house (laughs) that is almost always called the Red Path Mansion, and it comes up in articles about this, even in, like, news stories. Uh That is not the same house, as far as I can tell. As we said, the Red Paths very wealthy. They established a lot of that area, and they continued to live in that area for a while. So many of them had houses built, so there's more than one Red Path Mitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the house that they lived in when this happened was designed by an architect named John James Brown in 1870, like the year they bought it. It was a new house. And... You mentioned that when you're looking for show art, you saw a lot of pictures of houses that look very much the same. Mm-hmm. And that's because he designed a lot of houses for the square mile that were all very similar in appearance. Yeah. So that's one thing that goes on. But there is a whole other thing that actually got a good bit of media coverage, which is a Red Path mansion that was designed by Sir Andrew Taylor in 1886. And that house was demolished in 2014 after a very long struggle over whether or not it should be considered a historic property and restored. Part of it was demolished, I think, in the 80s, and then the demolition was stopped through, like, some sort of municipal action, and then it kind of stood there in disrepair. Mm -hmm. I mean... I understand how they get confused because, one, the neighborhood has obviously changed in layout a great deal over time. And 
the way one particular picture I kept seeing of it looks, it looks almost similar to, like, if you were looking at the mansion where this murder-suicide happened from the back angle. Like, I'm like, oh, I could see where that might be the same house. Mm -hmm. But then the architects are listed (laughs) as different, and they are 16 years apart in their construction, which just makes it very confusing. But even people who... This is part of the problem that we're still feeling from the family's closedness regarding information. Even people who were studying that newer house get it confused with the Red Path murders because there is that weird kind of just quiet black hole of (laughs) what Mm -hmm. was going on. And what's really, really interesting is that there are a lot of discussions of that house, that historical home that was destroyed in 2014, that don't mention the murders at all. So people are just kind of connecting the dots because it's a well-known name, and that is a mansion, and these happen in a mansion, and they're often called the Red Path Mansion Murders. And so I think there's some, some things are getting conflated. (laughs) And it makes it that much more tricky to sort the whole thing out. Hopefully I sent you a picture of the right house. You did. I looked. Great. <laughs> I, the, it, it took me a really long time to find that particular one. <laughs> that does not surprise me, even a small amount. I found a lot of other pictures that I'm pretty sure are the same houses I sent you from a slightly different angle, but I also found a bunch of houses that were not. It, it's a totally different house. Mm-hmm. So, it's, yeah. It's tricky. Yeah. We already talked about how a lot of the language that was used in the articles um, is is not great language about epilepsy and, no. and chronic illness. Also, just generally, seizures can be really scary to witness and experience, mm-hmm. but they don't generally make people violent. No. So the idea that, like, he had a seizure and and murdered his mother, like, that's just... Well, there's also this secondary thing, right, where, and I am obviously not a doctor, but I did do some research on epilepsy and thinking about this um, and watched a couple of lectures from doctors. Like, there are instances where epilepsy can present not as a seizure, but as, like, seeming big changes in personality or mood. And so the thing that gets me, though, is that if that was what they're trying to push this idea toward the doctors that testified, and I kind of have to use air quotes because they did testify, but I'm not convinced that wasn't all a story they agreed on before they got in front of the coroner's jury. Um, If that was the idea they were trying to push, then the introduction of, and he appeared to have been foaming at the mouth, that is more in line with a seizure, which would not really be the, like, you cannot really make those two things mesh, in my opinion. The other thing is that the idea that one of the the house staff had held the two revolvers and then had shown them that they had been discharged. The way he showed them they were discharged was by going, look, see, this one has five bullets left in it and this one has four. Well, that's not really conclusive evidence. Right, right. Because we don't know if those were tampered with. It wasn't like they did ballistics testing. Yeah, we didn't see say that specifically in the episode, but that was what I had concluded they had done was <laughs> yeah. like being like, this is how many bullets are left. Yeah, that was exactly it. And I, I just, there's so many things like that that really feel like they conferred and put together their story and then that's what went forward. The fact that those two people had been 
through the funeral and burial process in less than 48 hours after the shooting happened Mm -hmm. is the reddest flag. Yeah. Um, It's so strange. It's so strange, and we'll never really know what weird family secret they may have been protecting. Or maybe they weren't, and they just were weird, and they didn't want anybody to know their family had any kind of normal problems. We don't know. We don't know where those weapons came from. The fact that there were two seems really weird to me. Mysteries abound. Yeah. I feel like the whole thing has to be allegedly because we don't we don't know what the real story right. is. <sighs> so we may not have given you any sort of goblins or ghosts for Halloween, but we gave you things to think about and speculate on. It's a fascinating one. There are still descendants of the Red Path family um, who I'm sure have their own very strong feelings on the matter. Mm-hmm. The mystery will live on. History, mystery. <laughs> I'm Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the United States? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. And every episode hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. Planning your next trip? Choice Hotels has a stay for any traveler you want to be with 22 brands and over 7,400 locations. Whether you're a business traveler, a family road tripper, someone who wants to seek out history and maybe make your own, or just planning a quick getaway, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Like a Cambria Hotel, where you can be a cocktail connoisseur and sip locally inspired craft beverages at downtown locations in the center of it all. This is a fun way to visit cities with a lot of history and a lot of fun in mind. Or a Radisson Hotel for for all our productivity powerhouses out there. With flexible workspaces and on-site restaurants, you'll get the most out of your work trip. You'll get the coffee, the Wi-Fi, and the work done. And we can't forget about comfort hotels. Imagine you're a family road tripper, waking up in your big spacious room and then heading down to a free hot breakfast for the entire family, including waffles. So you'll be well-fed and ready for the day's adventure, even if that's just relaxing. After that, you're spending all afternoon relaxing by the pool. You deserve it. What are you waiting for? Join Choice privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any you. Book directly at choicehotels.com where travels come true. Say goodbye to complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping and say hello to an advantage with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Every business faces challenges, but shipping shouldn't be one of them. So keep things simple with clear, upfront pricing. And no unexpected surcharges for Saturday deliveries, residential deliveries, or fuel. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there, helping you counter the rising costs of doing business with a budget-friendly alternative. 
and keep things reliable with on-time ground shipping, ensuring your shipments get to where they need to go while maintaining your hard-earned reputation. USPS Ground Advantage is your ticket to easy, cost-effective, and dependable shipping. It's the complete delivery service your business needs to rise above the competition. There's never been a better time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There is still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI, and Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI in revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, this week, we had one of the parts of our two parts of Unearthed for the autumn season of the year. And we don't normally break two-parters across the weekend, uh, especially once we started doing Saturday classics. It's my fault. Just makes it seem like there was a bunch of stuff in between part one and part two. But it just doesn't feel as necessary with unearthed episodes, since there's not a continual narrative running across the entire course of the episode. And also, we just had some weird scheduling stuff happen. It's my fault. Listen, Ouija went long. That's that's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a number of surprise two-parters, which is also part of why we are recording this episode on October the 4th, and it's not coming out till way later than that, which is uh, not a buffer we usually manage to accumulate no. unless we're specifically trying to get ahead of somebody going on vacation or having other time off that's planned. Right. Which is about to happen. I have a question for you going into this. Okay. Because one of the things that happened to Unearth in the last couple of years, since you were the person that collects and collates and assembles these, is that for a while we had a little bit of like a drop-off because the pandemic was causing a lot of archaeological projects and other research mm -hmm. things to be put on pause. Are you noticing that things have ramped back up to almost normal or no? Yeah. I would put things into the almost normal rate of publishing category at this point. I also think there was a period where I was finding a lot of stuff that specifically referenced, like, a museum inventorying its entire collection while it was closed because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Or, 
restoration work that was going on that was, uh, that continued during the pandemic with, like, three people there, like, that kind of stuff. Right. And there were some references to the pandemic and work that was either paused because of the pandemic or was carried out specifically because people had the opportunity during the pandemic. Uh, There was some of that this time, but I feel like less than last time. Yeah. I'm just fascinated by that ebb and flow. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I was actually kind of surprised that I don't think we've wound up having a one part of this in a while, Um, which back when we started doing them quarterly instead of twice a year, and that was up from once a year, I was like, surely at some point there will only be one episode's worth of stuff to talk about. But this time, as is always the case, I had Two episodes, not always, but usually the case lately. I had two episodes of stuff to talk about and then also stuff that I had bookmarked that we did not talk about for various reasons. Some of it just because it was more coin hoards that (laughs) didn't feel like they added more to the discussion. (laughs) I thought about your coin hoards recently. I'm trying to think of a way I can talk about this without spoiling anything. Because it's about a, uh, it will not be a spoiler when this comes out, but you have not seen this yet, mm-hmm. uh, which is an episode of Andor where they are in an antiquity shop and someone mentions, we've just gotten in quite an interesting bunch of coins. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, coin hearts who followed me to space. <laughs> <laughs> I can't escape. They're everywhere. <laughs> That's pretty great. This also got worked on in a particularly chaotic way. Uh, because there was, like, I had time off that has happened now. Um, and then came back, and we had, uh, folks have probably heard that the the iHeart Radio podcasters formed a union that is recognized for union bargaining. And so this was pulled together in the midst of uh, having a lot of time devoted to union bargaining, uh, because I've been working on that with the union, so... That is proceeding apace, is how I can describe that. <laughs> um, so as I was uh, yesterday going through all of this, I kept finding stuff where it was clear that I had been working on something, and then I had gotten the message that was like, we're back to the table. <laughs> okay, <laughs> gotta go back to the table now. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, I feel like I always work in fits and starts, so for me, there's always like a half-left sentence where my brain just goes... You know what? You got to go cut out that dress right this second. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, stand you, up I, like a zombie. <laughs> yeah. I think you and I have like different uh, mental temperament in that way um, because uh, I know you always, for as long as I have known you, have had like 27 things you're juggling at the same time. And I am more like, I need eight hours to focus on this thing. <laughs> Whereas I, I would, if I did that, 90 minutes in, I would stop being productive. Yeah. Like, it would literally become a thing where I I typed two words a half an hour. I don't, I don't my brain just is like, no, gear mm-hmm. change, please. I, it's another fascinating thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think probably lots of listeners right now are going, is Holly ADHD? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> maybe, but I'm in my 50s and it works fine. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have similar questions about myself sometimes, not about specifically ADHD, but about like some under the like uh, non-neurotypical umbrella. And I similarly am like, I'm 47 years old and I have adapted to the challenges mm-hmm. that my brain's thrown at me. And it sure would answer some questions about my childhood. 
Yeah. I mean, I remember I actually talked to my therapist about it a while back and she was like, okay, but like would having an official diagnosis really change your life? Like, I just want to make sure. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, oh, I guess it probably wouldn't. I'd just be like, oh, I understand why that happens now. And then I'd be like, okay, I still want to shuffle things because that's how I like it at this point. (laughs) You know what else tickled me in this episode? What? In the Tom and Should case, the idea that what we have long suspected to be a spy code might just be like horse betting. Horse betting stuff. Um, And it made me laugh because I have often wondered... I know I certainly do this. I think most people do this, right? You scribble down notes to yourself at various times. And sometimes you even go back to your own notes and go, I don't know what this is I about anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, how many completely innocuous, like, you're on the phone with someone and you think of another thing, so you write it down really fast so you don't forget. And then you go back. Like, how many of those have people been, like, ascribing meaning to that it doesn't? Yeah. Um, Patrick runs various D&D games as the, you know, the DM of the game. And I don't think I've ever found notes that were related to a game that I have played in with him, but I have for sure stumbled onto, like, pieces of paper where he jotted something down for one of the other campaigns, just, like, on the dining table or something. And it looks baffling for a moment. And then it's like, oh, these are these are some die rolls. Yeah, it's actually more exciting to me when my brain refines a thing that I didn't know what it was, but I kept it in case. And then, like, two years later, it'll be like, those were the measurements of that garment. And I'm like, yay! (laughs) (laughs) There was one time, I think I've mentioned this on a show before, Um, I, a lot of times, will just plunk things into my notes app on my phone if I'm out and about in the world and something strikes my interest as potentially for the show. And occasionally I will go through my notes app to be like, is there anything interesting in here that I haven't really talked about? Uh, And one time I was like, whoa, this sounds fascinating. And I put it into my search bar and it was locations from Skyrim that I needed to go to. (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. So yeah. Anyway. Folks will get two behind-the-scenes installments about this time's uh, unearthed because the second part's coming out next week. Uh, and until then, I hope everybody has a great weekend, whatever's going on. If nothing's going on, I hope you have a great time doing nothing. Sometimes I love to do nothing. A little light putter. Uh, <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> the best. Uh, so we'll be back with a Saturday Classic tomorrow and the rest of Unearthed on Monday. Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, 
LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org.